Well, I just want to say that if you believe in something, you know, uh, you need to go for it. Hmm. You know, at times I think we we dream of of being something and and underestimate the process in becoming that thing. So I think it's important that every time we say I want to be this, we also understand what are the cost and the lifestyle of that thing you want to be. Yeah. So as much as you believe in it, you got to be about it. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Mpomonso, and our goal and mission with this show is to introduce you to stories of young people across the globe who we believe are the next generation of thought leaders in their respective fields, right? This episode's guest is formerly known as Kolaha Norakudu, who is the director of the Royal Buffalking Junior MBA program, a youth development program that uses basketball and sports as a vehicle for purpose and meaningful existence for youth in the Royal Buffalo Nation and the continent at large. At the cusp of his career, uh, after years of coaching at the Royal Buffalo region in 2018, Kolahana was named the head coach of the Team Africa and Middle East at the Junior NBA International Championship held at Disneyland here in America, where his team went on only to participate but to win the championship after beating the Canadian team a whopping 93-75. A milestone in his trajectory that will indeed catapult his trajectory in the industry. Furthermore, he was recently named the Male and Guardians of 200 South Africans acknowledged for the work that he's doing to empower youth. Where Kholahano expressed his delight uh, as uh, where he described 2020 as the year where it came all together for both himself and his team, the junior MBA uh, program in the Royal Buffalo King. Think of the upcoming Amadou or perhaps the next prestigious season that be in Senegal. Think of Kholahano Rakudu and his team for our game program. Uh, without any further ado, Kulakano, thank you so much for joining us here at the Leaders Podcast. Thank you so much, Umpo. It's indeed a privilege to be in this podcast. Yeah, man, it is indeed. I know we've had a couple of challenges trying to make this happen. Uh, it's the second time that we're going at this again. Um, but I believe that, uh, you know, this time we can do justice to your story and really ensure, you know, that the quality of the content, um, you know, it is it really encapsulates the work that you guys are doing with the Junior MBA program. Um, and I think personally for me, when I look at the work that you're doing, Kulakano, uh, with, together with the Royal Buffalo King Sports and NBA program, um, I think it's a program that stands for change, a program that accelerates the trajectory of youth in the region, and one that has truly impacted the lives um, of youth across across the region. So quite excited to really delve into that work. Yes, sir. Uh, it's, it's been a great journey, man. Uh, like you, you just described the program, this yeah. is actually our 10th year. Yeah. We are due to celebrate our 10th year celebration this year. Yeah. And it's, it's just been a long journey, you know, yeah. a lot of impact mm. and, you know, a lot of life change. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really great to be sharing this story today. 
Yeah, and then in, indeed quite a decennial, you know, a decade of, of, of constant grind, constant growth, um, and just a constant focus on, on really impacting the lives of the youth in Pukeng and other regions or villages owned by the Buffer King. Um, so I think to start us off, Kolahano, um, I wanted, before we even delve into basketball and what basketball means for you and why you ended up going that trajectory, I want to start off by saying, has, has basketball always been an area that you've been interested in? You know, and, and and if so, what specific events led to you as an individual looking at basketball as an area that you want to go into to impact the lives of the youth in the region? Well, for me, like I've always been an active kid, like in in from primary school, high school, I actually participated in soccer. You yeah, know, I did athletics. I did uh, hockey, you know. And throughout, I was really active in that. And also in the community, I was, you know, part of the arts. I did yeah. dancing school. I did uh, choir. And yeah. with, with that, you know, I started now, you know, playing basketball. I think I was in grade five. Mm. And, you know, I was recruited, you know, because my cousin was playing. Then I was playing. <laughs> and from then on, you know, we started, you know, playing. By that time, I was playing for a community club called the Hoop Vibes. We were practicing at Poking Health Center. Yeah. And, you know, we played there for a while. And, you know, as soon as, you know, I was in high school, I started playing with my friend, you know, he was at Lebone. I started playing for Lebone College. And, yeah, yeah so I think uh, that's where I really, really competed, you know, mm -hmm. throughout the country. And, yeah. you know, they love. Then I, I got a chance to also play for... Uh, the provincial team and yeah. you know but as soon as i was done with high school you know i didn't know that i'm going to be you know doing yeah. basketball <laughs> what what happened was you know I was, I was in a technical school so i was involved in a program with impala yeah. where you know we were trained after school program where we were trained to be artisans to be a fitter so i did that program and immediately after school i actually worked so i worked for almost two years at the mine but something happened as I volunteered in 2011 for the program. So what happened was, as I was part of that program, man, like, I don't know, but something just inside <laughs> of me, like yeah. a passion of, 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 of development of youth, mm. you know, just starting to well up in my spirit. And what happened was every day when I would go to work, I would think about it, going back. The day I made a decision, it was in 2012 and... You know, I just said, you know what, I'm going to focus on, you know, uh, mm. you know, doing basketball full time. Mm. And a year earlier, I was just recruited because I thought I was going to be a player. They said, do you want to be a coach? And I said, mm, OK, I'll, I'll try it. And I remember yeah. going back home <laughs> and, you know, never, never Google. I actually Googled yeah. Yeah. how to be a successful basketball coach. And I think <laughs> ever since that time, you know, finding out what I need to do process why to be a very successful coach. You know, I learned about personal development that day. I actually found out what personal development is. And mm. I think, you know, I've never looked back. Mm. Mm. And I think talking about personal development, you know, at, 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 at what point also in your trajectory, you know, as you transitioning from player to coach, you know what I'm saying? At, 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 at what point, 
after deciding to be coach? You know, what what work did you have to do? I know I haven't spoken to you before. You used to listen to podcasts about basketball yeah. and, you know, the, the tactics of basketball and, and, you know, as a coach. But to walk us through, you know, the, how you empowered yourself um, to ensure that you are of a certain tier in terms of coaching and ability to just assist teams on the court. I think, first of all, you know, we, you can start my story by, by talking about how privileged we are in the role of a game to have like the NBA be with us. So yeah. from the onset, we had, you know, three mentors, you know, who were training us from the beginning. We had coach Joby Wright, coach yeah. Patrick Engelbrecht and coach Frank Trauder. So from the onset, we have been trained to be coaches. So even when you're coming transitioning from being a player, you're already being taught in terms of what are the basic things you can start when you go talk to parents, when you go talk to the school, you know, when you go talk to, the, the kids recruiting. So we were being taught that very early when we started in the program. Mm. So for me, it, it became, it, it became easy because you had someone who has gone through and who was just, you know, teaching you and bringing you along. Yeah. 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 And, and, and then once, once you were in the program, so now you've made the decision, you want to be this coach. Um, you know, I'm guessing you one of the lower level coach because you're still young in this field, trying to learn your way out. How did you, what is the trajectory and the way in which you navigated that space? You know, I think for me, I would say I, I focus on each assignment that I was given. I focus on it and, and make sure I'm the best at it. I excel it. I remember when I started, I coached at Matali Middle School and, you know, I kept growing. And from 2011 to 2013, I was there. And in 2013, what happened was because I was really, you know, imagining myself into the game with all the personal development things that I told you, I spoke to you about the books, you know, their articles, people. And we also, you know, we were trained by FIBA. Uh, instructor who trained us to do FIBA module one and two. Yeah. And, you know, I was encouraged by the guy when he came, he was like, you know what? Uh, this guy is one of the best play development coaches. It was in 2012. And believe you me, I just started in 2011. And wow. it, it was just saying, okay, uh, what you are doing in your personal development, you're doing well, keep going. So for me, you know, each role that I was given, I, I, I wanted to be the best at it. Mm. This episode is sponsored by our parent company, The Leaders Network, which is the parent company of The Leaders Podcast. The Leaders Network is an ecosystem of products and services designed to democratize the finding and execution of purpose. It has and therefore has four different subsidiaries, which include The Leaders Journal, The Leaders Podcast, function photography and function brand development services which are all members who are actively changing the landscape and also ensuring that we are building a network of purpose conscious individuals who will take on some of the greatest challenges faced by humanity that being said my friends head out to our website at www.theleadersnetwork.net for more information on how you can be part of our team be on our platforms or perhaps even donate to our community of purpose-driven entities or even have access to our services offered by our subsidiary click the link below for more information about the work that they're doing and how they are actively changing the landscape enjoy the episode 
Mm-hmm. Which, which, which really does speak testament, you know, to some of now how you hold some of the key roles in terms of the junior NBA program and together with our Buffalo King Sports, you know. And I think as a kid who is from Pukeng, you know, and I think of also just the cultural complexities or the depth that uh, youth face, you know, as challenges that they face in their day-to-day life. You know, listening to you reminds me that occasionally sometimes when a dark cloud did, you know, and uh, that the dark cloud does disperse, you know, an array of sunlight does permeate, giving hope to the potential that um, sport can be leveraged to benefit both present and future generations. You know, we've seen kids from the Royal Buffalo King Nation um, leave the nation or leave the country to go study abroad or to go be in other NBA programs across the globe. And I think that really has an impact, not only on that youth's life, but for generations to come. It's kind of like a ripple domino effect, you know, in terms of what 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 changing one person's lives can do in terms of them being a transitioning person for their families, um, which I think really just speak depth to the work that you do. Man, it's amazing, man. Uh, actually, you know, I was actually two weeks ago, I was yeah. going through like a, an impact report of the program for the yeah. last decade. And man, the numbers are crazy. You know, yeah. uh, the impact that we have done is, 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 is over 100,000 people because everyone in the community knows about basketball. There's no yeah. one who doesn't know basketball. All yeah. the schools are playing basketball. Yeah. In 2019 alone, our, our Facebook page hit 1 million, wow. you know, in terms of uh, the reach. Yeah. So I was just thinking that if we didn't go through the pandemic, what were we going to do? Because remember, it was just a building up, you know, yeah. the body of work we were adding. And then yeah. <laughs> 2019, we were, we were about to explode, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I believe that, you know, that the next decade we're going to, you know, do even greater things as we focus on now refining the details of the quantity that we have impacted. Mm, mm, mm. And talking about growth, talking about scaling up in the next couple of years, you know, when you look at the last 10 years, the past decade, what have been some of the challenges that you have faced over the years as a director of the junior MBA program? Well, well for me, well, I've, I've, I've not always been in this position. So yeah. I'll just tell you different challenges I had, you know, yeah. as I was, you know, growing in the program. Well, I think at first it was just selling the, uh, the basketball. Basketball is a foreign sport, not really popular in the Rob African nation. So, you know, we had to bring, you know, come up with a different strategy on how to sell the sport to the community, to the schools. Yeah. So what we did was that, you know, uh, Coach uh, Joby and the two, you know, player development coaches, they came up with a great strategy where they used the culture of basketball, music, fashion, you know, we, we went to the schools, we played music, dance, and what we did was, man, it, it was, yeah. oh, everyone <laughs> wanted to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know, basketball, you look good, you wear nice shoes and all of those things. <laughs> so everyone wanted to be on a sport. And what it did was, because we, we, we recruited a lot of kids, mm. what, what it ended up doing is that in the process, there were kids where even now you can, in the pandemic, when everything is done now in level one, they can be able to train. They just have a ball and go play by themselves. Mm-hmm. Because of right now, we have kids who, for example, uh, the kid that we sent to, to Senegal, he started playing at 13. 
Wow. The kid in America, same thing. She started, she started playing at 13 years old. So yeah. those are the generation that are going to do even greater things because they started at a very, very young age. Mm, mm, mm. So, talking, talking about kids who've left, you know, how would you articulate the impact in terms of impact stories or success stories of the program, you know, so, so I, I do know that we can talk about in terms of numbers, but are there any specific cases that you find quite unique in terms of youth who've come from underprivileged um, or marginalized parts of, of, of the region and have made it um, to programs either in the US, either in Europe or either in Senegal? Yeah, I'll make an example. You know, the boy yeah. in Senegal, he actually doesn't stay far from my house. Yeah. Uh, his name is Huitzimang uh, Ditego. Yes. So, man, his story is very, very, you know, unique where yeah. he started playing. He was very, very young, you know, yeah. someone who always <laughs> wanted to be in the court. He was chased around, you know, he, he was in teams. He was cut a lot mm. and he enjoyed, you know, he enjoyed. He started playing with, you know, bigger kids when he was still young. He enjoyed the process. He went to Matale and as soon as, you know, recognizes his talent, you know, he was sent to Kitong, you know, and one thing I like about him as much as he was a good player, he worked very, very hard, you know, on his academics to improve. And it all came together for him. I remember he attended basketball with our borders camp and, you know, he learned a lot. He saw the level and as he saw the level, he came back and kept working. Mm. It was during our finals where, you know, a lot of people were like, man, this kid deserves a chance. And, yeah. you know, all the work that he did throughout the whole years, you know, paid off with him yeah. getting a chance to be part of the NBA Academy yeah. in Senegal. Which, which, is, which actually just reminds me of what the great Nelson Mandela once said when it comes to sports, you know, and I'll, I'll think of this quote where he's like, sports has the power to unite people in a way um, that little else does. You know, it speaks to youth in a language they understand and sport can create hope where once there was only despair, you know, which I think uh, talking about, you know, the, the, the case of this individual who's, who's grown, born and raised in Pukeng and now at the Junior MBA program, um, well, Academy in Senegal, you know, fully encapsulate the importance of the work that you guys do, what the games need, means to youth in the Royal Buffer game and how just by by simply positioning, being in that space, they're able to kind of change the, the trajectory of their lives, you know. Um, and, and I speak about this because when I think of the programs, I luckily last year had the privilege of attending a program um, by one of the other um, companies in and around the region, um, which I think I saw you and you, you guys were also part of, um, you know, with students from across the continent from all four different cardinal points. I think we had students from Tanzania and some regions of South Africa coming for this four day, for this four day camp. And I was really blown away by the deliberate intent and focus of not only just making these athletes really good on the court, but also the focus of who they are as individuals off the court. You know, I walked in some of the discussions and some of the discussions pro, um, sessions that were run in which uh, the athletes were talking about feminism or they were talking about social justice and how do they use sports as a platform to, to really advocate for justice courses that are close to their heart. So talk to me about why you think not only it's important for these athletes to be really well on the court, but why you think it's also important for them to be 
really brilliant individuals off the court. You know, why this holistic development? Why is that a key component in your sustainability? Hey man, it's very, very important, you know, to when you when you develop players to not only focus on the court. Mm. And you, you gotta focus on the holistic development where mm. you know uh the academics is very important and also you know the life uh, life skills aspect of it is very, yeah. very important. Mm. So one of the things that the NBA does is that if you can see what happened, you know, during the social justice, you know, black life matter. Yeah. You know, the NBA played a very key key role in terms of, you know, raising awareness about, you know, the issue. And mm. also, you know, if you can look at the NBA for the longest time, you know, they raise, you know, awareness. Right now, one of the biggest topics that have been discussed is, you know, how can you you improve, you know, uh, by giving more women opportunity mm. to be part of the NBA, you know, teams, yeah. either as coaches, and offices. And another thing is that, you know, NBA players being able to come out and talk about mental health. We all know how much mental health it is. So we are teaching our kids from a young age, you know, to be able to be aware of, you know, the platform that they have or yeah. the power of sport. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about development, when it comes to you as a person, you know, I know we are also in the same um, personal development with the Coach T family. But talk to me about you as a coach, you know, as much as, yes, you are doing this development to these youth. What do you do for your self-development and understanding yourself as an individual? Well, well, like I said, you know, personal development has been number one. It's something that I, I, I discovered early on, which mm. is, you know, um, informal education. And mm. as soon as I discovered that, I was very intentional in, in terms of, you know, being able to, to push it in my career. And, yeah. but in 2019, what I did was, you know, I remember I was picking up, you know, people's brain, which I like to do in December. Uh, yeah. I remember that year, you had a great year. I called yeah. you, had a meeting, and you told me about, <laughs> Uh, your coach and <laughs> that's oh, yeah. when you 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 know you introduced me to your coach coach t and then you know as soon as i had a meeting with coach T, I i said you know what i want to be in another level so i want to challenge myself and look at myself look in the mirror yeah. on what are the gaps that i have and how can i also improve my strength and also fill up the gaps so yeah. it's been a great journey and yeah. man if you want to be the best you have to be a continuous learner <laughs> Fair enough. As Coach Steve would say, you have to be a connoisseur of life, you know, constantly learning and extracting the principle from life, you know, and seasons of, of life as, as we grow as individuals. I know you also are quite one individual who reads a lot. I think the, the first time I met you, when we met for, for lunch, you, I, I think you, you had gotten, in, I think, three different books. Um, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I know you do read a lot, so, so I think just delve down that path. What What are some of the books that that you that you really would recommend? You know, or that you find yeah. quite important in your self development. Powerful. Thank Thank you for that. I think two books, South African books, that I really like. You know, the one is uh, uh, betting on a bet on a ducky, yeah. and then the other one is called Lift as You Rise. And Lift as You Rise. The reason why I like it so much because is it, it explains, you know, the power of every time you grow or as you lift and rise, it's, it talks about the corporate life. And it talks that every time you grow, it's important that we send the elevator down. Mm. You know, don't wait until you are at the top to be able to lift other people. 
as you go along the journey, it's important that as much as you learn things, you need to pass it through so that we can lift others as we go along. Which I think is important because I think in many ways at the end of the day, sometimes we can be so focused in doing that we forget to simply be, right? That sometimes it's all about getting into that next next goal. And, and you, over time, when you look back, you just spend your time, your life, much of your life, just going after the, going from goal after goal after goal um, that you really forget that essentially what matters at the end of the day is the people you have in your life, right? And, and I think one thing that, that would be sad is that you reach a point in your life where you've achieved all the accolades, but you have an empty row. You know, you have an empty front front row in which some of the people that you care about have just left your life because you did not focus, you know, in the relationshiping and really ensuring that as I am lifting as an individual, that I'm consciously lifting the individuals of those around me. So, so I think I really love that. So talking about lifting, talking about growth, what are some of your hopes and dreams for the program going forward? Well, at this point in time, yeah, we, we've been thinking about, you know, what's the le- next level of the program and yeah. also how can we improve the work that we have done in terms of looking at, you know, the depth of, you know, the message that we've impacted and also what are some of the things that we need to add. So one of the things that we're looking at is that, you know, introducing a, a, an intentional elite development program and also, you know, also refining what we already have. For example, we have a, a primary school league that have you know, uh, 31 schools and 62 teams. That, that is both boys and girls. Yeah. So in that, that is a youth 18 program. So we're looking at ways to say, how do we become intentional to make sure that kids start playing at, at six years old? You know, so that this become, you know, a sustainable program for generations to come. And also, we also become intentional in, in being able to, 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 to develop and find the best player, because the more kids that we have, hmm. you know, we we can find one or two players who, who can really, really be special yeah. and get a yeah. chance to play overseas or play in college here in South Africa. Hmm. Hmm. Which I think is quite important to think about um, what young people and the next generation of teenagers, you know, how do we start making that palatable for them? And I guess it's going to be to some extent a little bit easier given that their elders, you know, their brothers and sisters are actively have now developed a taste for basketball. In terms of yourself on a personal level, when you look at your life in the next five to 10 years, you know, what are some of your your hopes and dreams for yourself uh, as Kolahan yeah, so, so for me, like, I've, I've really started, you know, dreaming about what is really my next level. Mm. But at this point in time, I'm very passionate about, you know, patients. And mm. I see myself, you know, uh, area and be able to fit into either the grassroots program, mm. or the elite program, you know, uh, for the NBA. You know, that's that's my, my goal, my goal for NBA Africa. Yeah. So talking about you, your personal level, your goals, um, what would you say is your message to the world? Well, I just want to say that if you believe in something, you know, uh, you need to go for it. Hmm. You know, at times I think we, we dream of, of being something and, and underestimate the process in becoming that thing. So I think it's important that every time we say, I want to be this we also understand what are the costs and the lifestyle of that thing you want to be. Yeah. So as much as you believe in it, you got to be about it 
mm. by getting better one percent every day. Yeah, as Beyonce said in in one of her famous videos, speaking about being about that action. You know that it's one thing to speak it into existence, but it's another thing to think about how do we act it into existence. You know, which is quite practical. You know, and makes it less abstract. Right. I think how can our listeners and our viewers stay in touch with the work that you're doing? So uh, they can follow me on my socials at Holakano Rakudu and in Facebook and LinkedIn and on, on Instagram and Twitter at Kolakano R. Right. Thank you so much, Kolakano. Right, guys, there you have it from Kolakano Rakudu himself. Guys, go read and look what he's about all on his social media pages. We will be sharing the links to some of the work that he's doing once we release his episode. Um, once again, here at the Leaders Podcast, we believe that as more and more young people go conscious of their unique purpose, as they discover they hidden pearl, they essentially add value to society in the only way they can. Please remember to follow us on our YouTube, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, at The Leaders Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and comment with at least two people who you believe will find this episode quite valuable. Until next time, remember guys, be legendary. Thank you.